0: everyone. I want to welcome you to the latest Bible study here at One Love Live. I hope you are well, and I hope you are doing fine wherever you are. Guys, thanks for joining me. Um, As you know, we come together to go into the Word of God, to study, and of course to... um, of course to apply that to our life and to fulfill our purpose so today we're going to talk about something that's a little bit different I know we've been having you know conversations on you know um, teaching the Word of God and the things that we're created for and so these are great things we've also been thinking about worship and other types of things But today, we're going to have a conversation um, a little bit different. I think this one is going to be interesting because it's something that a lot of people are not aware of. They're not aware that this is a part of the world. And I think that, you know, in the Bible, it says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And that's really true. What you don't know can hurt you. And so today, we're going to learn something very interesting. I want to encourage you to check out um, this idea of pride and lust. So grab your Bible. We're going to turn to Obadiah chapter one, verse three. I don't think there's anybody on the face of this planet who hasn't been challenged by pride or lust. If they're absolutely honest, if you're, you know, if you're perfect, then you know, (laughs) then you, this probably isn't for you. But if you're not, if you're regular, like all of the rest of us. Then you've probably had your moments. And a lot of times, you know, we can own up to things like lust or we can own up to things like um, other kinds of things. But a lot of times we can't own up to pride. That's probably the biggest area I think I see where, you know, it's very hard to own up to to say, yeah, you know what, I'm feeling a little pride here. So, um, and those are really huge things in our lives that we have to tackle. So let's go ahead and look at Obadiah chapter one, and we're gonna read verse three and four. So this is a quick read, it's our anchor text. Um, And it reads, the pride of your heart has deceived you that dwell in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that said in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Though you exalt yourself as the eagle, and though you set your nest among the stars, there will I bring you down. So right now, you know, when you look at that, it seems kind of, um, you know, doom and gloom there. But really, the Lord is talking very specifically, he's being very specific about um, pride and what that does. And as you guys know, um, really pride lifts a person up. And it means that you're being deceived by that pride. Pride is one of the most dangerous and it's one of the most seductive of the three sins on the earth. And that's really, really important to understand because we know that there are only three things in the earth and that is, you know, the pride of life, that is the um, lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye. So those are the only three things. And the pride of life is so very powerful because it's the thing that caused um you know, Lucifer to fall is that he became lifted in pride, so we have to be careful about that um, and then, as you know, it says very clearly here in Obadiah one and three that pride deceives the heart so it 's important to remember that when we get lifted in pride. Um, pride deceives our heart. That's why it says that pride comes before a fall because a lot of times you're not getting the correct information when you're operating in pride and that's really the danger of pride and I know we don't like to talk about pride because it even feels presumptuous to talk about pride if I'm really honest, if I'm just honest. People always think, oh you, you must be pointing the finger at me. No, this is just a real honest look at pride, which God is warning us about and that we all have to guard against. I don't think there's anybody on the face of this planet who is exempt. I have never met that person. I am not that person. So it can happen to anyone and you should be aware of that. Um, It is something that we have to look out for. So now let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter four and two, because we see now that pride can deceive us. But did you know that lust could also deceive you? Yep, that's right. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, and if you can go to that chapter right now, it's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. That is really powerful. So it's telling us that lusts are deceitful. It says it right here, deceitful lusts. So we're learning that the former man, you know, the unregenerated man um, is corrupt according to those deceitful lusts, the ways of that man. So it tells us that lust deceives. It makes us want something so badly and that we're blinded by it and we're blinded by the truth of it. I think that's really the powerful point is that sometimes we're blinded by the truth of what we're trying to get. So let's say, you know, you're trying to get something and you want it so badly, you may not see where it could hurt you. You may not see where it's not good for you. And that is why lust is so scary. And lust comes in so many different forms. It's not just, you know, lusting after another person. Lust comes in so many forms. You might, you know, I don't know, maybe you want a car. Maybe you want to be rich or successful or something. You could lust after anything. You might want to have the personality or the charisma of someone across the way it's very very um you know powerful to want something so greatly um that it could lead you into destruction or a trap and it's been said that every man's battle is with lust it's just an old saying that everyone says every man battles lust but that's only half true women also battle with lust or men would really have no one to do anything with so it's really important to understand that women have the same battle and that lust as i said is not always a physical one sometimes it's lusting for many different things we have to remember at the core of us we're human and so a lot of times you know we want to say that you know men are more this way than women and there are certain proclivities you know that are human and that come with the physical body, like the male body or the female body when it comes to testosterone and estrogen, but that does not preclude certain, you know, that doesn't preclude the, um, I would guess, I would say something like the proclivity to lust. It it doesn't, that's not a physical thing, that's a human thing. Um, That goes down to the very heart of man. So I think that's something we have to understand, that all humanity does it. And the difference is whether you allow it to master you. And that's really what it's about. And sin really brings us to that point, is that sin often masters people. And without the Spirit of Christ, I'm sorry, the Spirit of, of God, you really, it's really hard not to be mastered by it. And you can have a thought, but you don't have to entertain it. And that's what believers have the choice in. You can have a thought, maybe you lust after you know having... Uh, let's say some really pretty shoes in the window and you think "Hmm, I shouldn't buy it You know, I'm saving for a house or something like that, but you don't do it But if you don't have it, then you'll be mastered by the thing that you want So I think it's really important for us to figure that part out is that everybody does it and some lusts are natural And some are unnatural and so I guess you might be thinking well, what really does that mean? And I'll be glad to tell you what that means. Um, But let's take the desire for food. There is a natural desire there. It's natural. There's no sin in it. Everybody gets hungry. It's normal. Um, It simply must be satisfied in the way that God has prescribed. So you have food, you have meat, you have vegetables, you know, things like that, that the Lord has set aside for us to eat. So he has a prescribed way of doing it. However, if you end up eating bricks or stones or tinfoil or anything like that, it's going to kill you and you would be going against the way that God, you know, wanted you to take care of your body when it came to hunger. And it's the same with sex and other natural god created and god sanctioned desires the sin comes in how you choose to satisfy it and that's really the bottom line with a lot of the natural you know sin of uh, natural desires that we have it's how we did choose to satisfy that so if you notice in ephesians 22 it says that you put off a former conversation because it is corrupt that con- that conversation doesn't mean like what you say. It means like your conduct of life. Like, how are you con- conducting your life? And, you know, how do you do things? Do you lie, steal? You know, what is that? And so it's basically telling us that we put off the former conversation because it corrupts. We learned before that conversation usually means ways. It's our ways that are often corrupted by deceitful lust. And that's important to understand is that. Your ways are corrupted by deceitful lusts. Wanting more, let's say, cake than we should have, we might overeat or steal the cake. And that is an example of a deceitful lust impacting our ways or our conversation and conduct. So you might want the cake, okay? And then, you know, maybe you're not hungry, you just look so good, you're just gonna overeat it, or you want it so bad that you steal it. Um, that is a lust that sort of impacted you to the point where it begins to impact your conduct or your conversation as they put it here, the things that you do, how you conduct yourself in life. And we should never let that happen and we can only do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is why it's important to one, know your word, but it's also important to be practicing it and to be praying and being prayerful and understand what it means and to be watchful for it and know that we're not exempt. We can have these desires, we can have these feelings of pride, but we have to be able to combat them. And so it's deceitful because it will always trick you into loss, that's the one thing about the deceitful lusts and the deceitful pride, it tricks you into loss. So you may think you've gained in one area, but you will have lost the most in the most important area. And that is really kind of the point of this um, bible study is understanding that we need to examine the things that we want examine the ways that we feel about things in terms of pride um, in terms of ourselves and ask ourselves real probing questions you know the bible says um, i believe it's in psalms where you know david talks about lying on his bed and trying his own heart And that's really where it is. I want to encourage you wherever you are, whatever your pursuit may be, whatever it is you're doing, whoever you think you may like, um, whatever you think you may need in life. I want you to ask yourself, you know, are you being deceived by that thing that you think you absolutely have to have, maybe in order to be happy or in order to, you know, uh, get to the next level of what it is you're trying to do. I want you to remember that lust is deceitful. You know, you might see someone and oh my god he's just so gorgeous but you don't know what's behind that you don't know that you know maybe he's a terrible person maybe he's abusive maybe he has you know some sort of other kinds of problems Um, or you know maybe you think oh that car is just so great i absolutely have to have it and then you get locked into this huge loan and then you find out the fancy car needs all of these repairs that you really can't afford or that are causing some other kind of problem in your life And that's really what it comes down to you know examining yourself and saying you know is this something that i really need or am i just being deceived by it so it makes me to act in a way that is detrimental and hurts me in the end so i want to thank you guys so much for tuning in i want to encourage you um to check out um, my patreon and join that you can support me that way with a one-time gift And when you join you get a special gift from me a thank you gift and then also uh, Don't forget to uh, support at PayPal if you've enjoyed these broadcasts and this broadcast today I want to encourage you to give $10 today um, by going to PayPal.me forward slash Lila Winston. That's L E L A W I N S T O N. And if you can't do that, you can also go to Anger FM at Love Walk, and you can donate directly there at Anger FM. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that this message blesses you. If you need, take a time to read it again. Take a time to read Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-two, and also to read Obadiah chapter one, verses three and four, and see the truth and what God wants us to see. So guys, thanks so much. Bye.